Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin, and we have been in Germany doing all sorts of shows, and now we have come to West Germany and the beautiful city off the Rhine of Dusseldorf. Yeah, this is a great place. We're sitting here in the Malia Hotel overlooking the Grand Park. And during a holiday weekend, and the Malia has been taking very good care of us. They actually left chocolates in our door for the holiday. I thought that was very cute. It's been a great place, and just right on the edge of the park, great. And you can walk through the park to get down to the Allstadt or the downtown area, the old town area, and we'll be talking more about that a little bit later. And King's Alley, we're going to talk about that as well. We've got three great interviews coming up for you. First, we'll talk with Dietmar Shonoff. He's a local here who uh, you know knows the area and is going to tell us some of the things about it. Then we're going to this wonderful resort called Vabali. Ah. Oh. Vabali, Vabali. It was an amazing experience. We are there with Pascal, who's going to tell us all about Vabali, everything you need to know and what you need to do and experience your first German spa or to go back if you've done a German spa before. It's the most amazing, most relaxing day we've had this entire trip to Germany. Finally, Dusseldorf is particularly known for its art. There's been an art institute here for a long time. There are a lot of great museums, a lot of great galleries. We're going to go on a tour with Nicholas Stiller, who is an art expert and is going to show us around and tell us some places you should see when you come here. The Kunst. Is that how you say it? I believe so. Which means? House? Art? Art. So if you see a lot of things with the letter Kunst, like the K, the K20 and the K21 and the Kunst something something, that all means the art. So you're heading in the right direction. Now we should talk about Dusseldorf is an easy place to reach because there's an airport here. You can get international flights directly here. Yep, all over the U.S. And of course, if you're listening in Canada or um, other people that are listening there in Europe, of course, it's an easy an easy shot here in the U.S. Many many non-stops straight there to Dusseldorf once several different airlines, Delta being one of the big ones. And you're also close to a couple of other great cities here, Cologne and Bonn, which are both great places to visit and both very easy to visit from here. You're also, uh, you're out here kind of pretty far west in Germany, so it's easy to get into other countries from here that are in the part of Western Europe. And also really accessible if you're visiting other parts of Germany. The train station is very convenient and right in the middle, a lot of directs there. We actually came from Berlin and did a straight shot in about four hours to get over here, and it was really, really great, very comfortable. And I was going to say, what's really interesting in this this whole episode is we've done this entire episode and all of these things in a day and a half. That's how much time we have spent here because we didn't have a ton of time, but there was so much to do. We're sort of scratching the surface here in Dusseldorf. Yeah, I would say this is a place you could easily spend a week and not run out of things to do. It's it's a lot of fun here. Coming up, we've got an interview with Dietmar Shonoff. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. 
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin, and we are in a new city. We are in the city of Dusseldorf, having a beautiful time. We just walked from the new to the old town in just a matter of seconds. It's it's really magnificent. We're here at the Malia Hotel, right next to this beautiful park that kind of takes you to that area. Yeah, we've kind of got all this mixture of so many things in one small area. We went from being in this beautiful park, kind of known as the Central Park of Dusseldorf, to a shopping area that's as upscale as any I've ever seen, and then over into an old town with a lot of history. We've been very lucky to have Mr. Dietmar Schoenhoff showing us around today. And Dietmar, let's start with this park. What are some of the features of this park? And tell us a little bit about how it came to be. Yes, the park uh, we find on the former walls of the city of Düsseldorf, and these walls were destroyed after the beginning of the 19th century, and then uh, they built this uh, wonderful park, and uh, when Daniel Liebeskind, one of the famous American architects, came to Düsseldorf the first time to build here new buildings, he saw the park and he said, oh, this is the central park of Düsseldorf. Another place we went is what's known as King's Alley, and I'm a little bit worried that Kathleen really wants to go back there and pull out the credit cards. I was shocked. I mean, every major... I'm kind of like, let's get done so we can get back there. (laughs) Every major luxury name you can think of we saw along this very beautiful street. Yes, the King's Alley, it's a famous and, of course, uh, the most expensive street here in Düsseldorf, about one kilometer long, 85 meters wide, and you fin, uh, find uh, shops from uh, the brands all over now uh, in the world here. And uh, it's also for many, many people uh, very important to see and to be seen and to show all the other people their very nice cars. This is also uh, interesting to see uh, these people here. On the left side, we have a lot of banks on this uh, King's Alley, and so say we uh, often to our guests on the left side, you can get some money, and on the right side, where you will find all the shops, you can lose some money. I'm planning on getting and losing some money there later today. If you want to sound like a local, you don't say King's Alley. What you say, do you say Co? We say Co, Co, because Co, it's the abbreviation of the German word König and means king. And to say we are going to the King's Alley or in German König's Alley, it's too long. And therefore we say only we are going to the Kuh. We went, by, we went by a few places. There's not a lack of breweries and uh, places to see. Tell us a little bit about some of the beer here in Dusseldorf. Yes, we have a very special uh, beer here in Düsseldorf in the Old Town, and the Old Town is also called as the longest bar of the world because on only one square kilometer you find more than 200 different uh, pubs, and uh, therefore you, you, we, we don't know any place in the world with so many pubs on this small area. The beer is called in German Alt. Beer. Alt means old, but it's uh, not an old beer that they produced here. It's uh, named after, uh, because of the old tradition where the beer is brewed here in Düsseldorf after many, many hundred years, and therefore Alt beer. It's a top fermenting beer. It is, the malt needs about uh, 18, 19, 20 degrees, therefore top fermented beer to a lot of uh, other beers. And uh, here in the old town, we have still five house breweries. That means on the place of this brewery, they produce the beer, they store the beer about four weeks, and then they offer the beer to all the clients. They are coming to enjoy this wonderful Alt beer. 
We walked by a particular street. What street was that where we, everyone was out on the terraces watching the Dortmund game? What street was that? That was the Volker Street. This is uh, the famous street for, for all young people. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the main street of the old town with the uh, most uh, pubs in this old town. And on, in this Volker Street, you find uh, also two of the five houseberries, and you find the birthplace of the famous uh, man. Uh, he was born here in Düsseldorf, and this was Heinrich Heine. Tell us a little bit about some of the other highlights from the old town. We saw very beautiful churches. I was really impressed with the art school. Yes, in the old town you, you will find also the historic uh, uh, city hall of Düsseldorf from 1573. You'll see uh, some interesting churches, uh, by example the oldest church here in the city of Düsseldorf, the Catholic main church, Lambertus, from uh, 1349. And you see the first Protestant church here also, uh, 300, they were built 300 years later with the name Neander Church. Also, you know, we're here at the Malia right now enjoying our stay. Tell us about some other selections of hotels we passed by today and maybe some other choices people might want to make when they come here. We have here in the uh, city of Düsseldorf five stars, uh, five five stars hotels, and uh, the oldest is from uh, the oldest name is from 1812. Now it's a very new uh, hotel. This is the Breitenbacher Hof. We have the Steigenberger Park Hotel. We have the Intercontinental Hotel, and a little bit outside in the Media Harbor, we have a very uh, famous American uh, hotel name. Also, there is the Hyatt Hotel. We will be posting links to a lot of those hotels and to visit Dusseldorf on our hot sheet for today's show. You can find that at TravelBrigade.com, and we'll have links that you can just click on to find all these places. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Make sure that you check us out on our Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram at Travel Brigade, and you can also find all of our content at TravelBrigade.com. We'll be right back. Travel Brigade, tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here in Dusseldorf, Germany, having an amazing time looking over the beautiful view from the Malia, where we're at right now, the Malia Dusseldorf. And not too far from here, Jeff's getting getting nervous because I got the preview of what they call here King's Alley. It is the shopping mecca here in Dusseldorf where they have every brand you can imagine. Tiffany's, I can't remember what store were we at there. There was actually a line to get in. I can't remember. It was one of the good ones. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember either. All I can remember is walking down this place, which if you're in the hip, in the know, you, you call it Deco. Yes, the Deco. The co. I remember walking down there, and it feels like you're in Monaco or Paris or something. There's just luxury brand after luxury brand, and all these uh, luxury automobiles parked along the street. Out of a fun place to visit, and also there's other shopping areas downtown in, in the Allstadt, the old the old town. Yeah, but back on Kings Row, there's things like we mentioned Tiffany's, Hermes, Burberry. I mean, every kind of 
good, you know, Gucci's there. Oh, Louis Vuitton, that is where people were waiting in line. So not only do you have to go shopping in Louis Vuitton, but there's a queue, as they say here, to get into the store. So you got to love that. Take a ticket and get into the Louis Vuitton. All sorts of shopping. Jeff is a little nervous because I'm having my credit card here right now. And as soon as we get done, I might be heading back there to do a little bit of shopping. But he's right. Also, very close to the downtown area, which they call the Allstadt. I believe that's right. While you go to King Alley, I'm going to head to the longest bar in Europe. It's not literally the longest bar in Europe, but <laughs> there's this area downtown where there's all these different bars, and there's about five different breweries that locally produce on-site a thing called alt beer. Which, which means old beer. <laughs> which this area is known for, and these are all kind of in one area, and you can just kind of go from one to the other, and there's a, you know other bars in between. So uh, if you hear them talking about the longest bar in Europe, there isn't literally one long bar, but there's kind of a whole area of bars and, and breweries that you I really like the out there. We tried that and it was really good. Yeah, highly recommend it. A way to do this whole area is to get what's called the Dusseldorf card. The Dusseldorf card is something that you can get from the tourism Dusseldorf office and it actually includes some um, museum visits, entrances to museums as well as public transportation and really you can get anywhere in public transportation here. It's very easy to do. So I would recommend looking into that because that will save you quite a bit of money. There's some museum passes you can get. But there's also what they call the Dusseldorf card and you can see what's included in that. Some of the top museums and transportation. We'll have links to how you would get that into the tourism office for Dusseldorf on our website, travelbrigade.com. Go there, click on the hot sheet for today's show, and you'll find links to all the places we're talking about. One other thing that's of really big interest is that we learned is there's a huge, because of some of the corporations, it's one of the more kind of international business districts here in West Germany, and there is a huge Japanese influence. As a matter of fact, they have Japanese festivals, and they say that they're some of the best Japanese dining here in little coves around Dusseldorf. So I thought that was really interesting. If you're here, you might want to check some of that out as well. Now, we were lucky when we got here, we found a place that's only been open just, just a couple of months as we record this, a place called Vabali. Like I said before, I just I have to say it, Vabali, because I feel that way when I look at it, when I think about our experience there. Now, this is a spa. This is a spa located in Dusseldorf. It's a, it's a little bit outside of the downtown area, but it sits on a beautiful lake. It's got all sorts of different pools, steam rooms, saunas, as you'll hear, places you can actually lay down and take a nap. Yeah, absolutely. And some of these, one of the saunas that we sat in literally looked over the lake and we were there during the sunset. It was absolutely beautiful. And just as a, if you've never been to German spa, put it on your list of things to do. It is really interesting for those Americans that are very set in their ways because it is what they call textile-free, which means there is no clothing in the steam rooms or in the pools, but then you wear a robe out you know, in the facilities, and you can go to the restaurants there, you can take a nap, but it's really sort of a, an attitude that I think when you come over there and sort of do it, you really get used to it pretty quickly because it's not a place where people are sort of looking at you or whatever. It's sort of a healthy body thing, and people are all just kind of there taking care of themselves and so that's something that you want to keep in mind but I definitely think you should put it on your list and give it a try. Yeah and also a spa is a very different thing here in Germany from from what we typically know in the U.S. where you go there to get I don't know your nails done or get a facial or beautified to get beautified this is all about health 
and wellness. Yeah, mental and physical, yeah, wellness. And there are restaurants, in, there's a restaurant inside where you can get stuff. There's, like I said, there's a place where you can just relax. This is, this is a totally different feel, and it's one of the best experiences I've ever had in, in Germany. It's something they do really well. So coming up, we've got an interview with Pascal Schemensky with Vibali. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin, and we are here in Dusseldorf, and we have found the most amazing thing. This is a very unique German experience when you come here in Germany, is to going to a spa or a therm that they call here in Germany. Yeah, we're at Vabali here, and I hope I'm saying that right, just outside of Dusseldorf, and we've had a phenomenal day here. We're really lucky we've got a chance to talk with Pascal Schemitsky, who is with Vabali, and you were telling us a little bit about the concept behind this whole spa and what you we're going for to try to what to give people. Well, what we're trying to give people is the experience of um, diving into another world. Actually, once you come in through this door and through this. The arch, yes. It's, it's a Balinese wooden arch. I heard that you brought wood over. Do that. Yes, we did. Um, most of the furniture that you can see here, genuine old furniture from Indonesia or Bali, which uh, wasn't produced for us. It was actually um, taken from torn down houses and temples that people actually gave to us because they couldn't make use of it anymore and we imported it from there to have this unique experience here and to actually do some upcycling with you may say so. And uh, that was very important to the owners and the investors of this thing and because that's part of the concept. You're actually meant to dive into a genuine world of Bellamy feelings, sense, tastes. So that's what the concept basically is. You dive into another world, beginning with walking through this arch and then just smelling, feeling, tasting everything around you so you can actually have a holy day, a day of true holiday and no other interruptions or things disturbing you. And that's why you're not allowed to use cell phones or cameras or tablets or anything. We do the de digital detox concept here. That's just one thing. For a person who hasn't come to a spa here, a German spa, tell us a little bit about what to expect as far as what type of amenities that you have or kind of things that people do when they come here, the different um, the relaxation rooms versus the steam rooms, the sauna rooms. Tell us a little bit about that. We've got 10 saunas at different temperatures, so you can start at 55 degrees, which is very gentle for beginners, um, and it goes up to not so hot 85 degrees, and some people, um, especially in Germany, are used to... These are Celsius temperatures, we should mention people. <laughs> ah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, of course. It's, it's Celsius temperatures, 55 degrees Celsius, and it goes up to 85 degrees, which is not so hot for people in Germany or Europe if they are used to the Finnish or the Russian Amazon tradition. Um, but again, as far as our experience is concerned, this is what people um, experience as hot, so that's what it goes up to, and then we've got... Uh, steam baths um, that are very traditional. They work with steam, but not so much more. And um, then we have uh, special um, 
chalk treatments or coffee peelings or stuff like that that really um, very special for your skin because you always will have someone coming in with you explaining to you what you're doing why you're doing that and why it's very special for you and you get very nice cream afterwards it's a body butter and people obviously love it I can only hear people coming out and saying oh it smells so nice never had something like that it's really really nice and then we've got the um, silent sleeping or just um, a silent rooms with water beds that um, that are heated to um, 38 degrees so you can actually really relax cuddle in your bathrobe with a blanket over yourself with um, fireplaces actually in the rooms um, to have a very cozy atmosphere that's what what's very important to us that you don't have to feel like home but you have to feel like you don't have to worry about anything this is a different world it's a cocoon basically and then we've got other silent rooms that have huge windows that you can overlook the sea and the lake from there are others by the pool so you can actually look what's happening down there not which people are there but what's happening there where are the people rushing to is there another um, happening and another sauna going on or just to be not too much in a cocoon but a little bit more in what's happening we sat in the sauna during sunset, that one that looked over the, it's a lake, correct? Yeah, that looked over the lake, and it was absolutely fascinating. Another thing I was going to say is that once the sun sets, it, it feels like you're in a completely different place than you were during the day. The lights come up, and it feels like more exotic than before. Tell us a little bit of also the bathing areas. There's different pools and different temperatures. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got two huge pools. One is the indoor pool and the other one is the outdoor pool. The outdoor pool is an infinity pool, so actually when you go into there and you start swimming, you actually think you're going to swim into the lake because that's quite nice. And they are at 30 degrees because they're part of the concept of the gentle cooling, which is very important when you look at the whole sauna practice that is healthy for your body. This also where we think in a very holistic way, which means we know that people are not coming out of the sauna and then do the healthy way of cooling down. It's mostly they go have a shower, which is fine, um, and then they're actually supposed to cool themselves down and far away from the heart, which is very important, so you don't get any confusions and with your circulation, and um, then you're supposed to cool down with a very, very cold hose that you're using for your legs and your arms. You do that, and after that you go into the pool at 30 degrees Celsius. It's actually very nice and your your body is not heated up again after the, the heat in the sauna. It's actually cooling down very, very gently at 30 degrees. That's why they're not hot, hot, hot and you can't actually stay there for more than 10 minutes then you feel that it's getting cold again. That's when you actually need to come out, dry yourself and cuddle up in the bathrobe and in the blanket and just rest. That's what it's all about. And then we've got the hot tubs outside for people that still want to heat up a little at 36 degrees. And then we've got the Kneipe. The Kneipe. Mr. Kneipe was the one who invented it in the early 20th century. So um, that's cold water again, where you actually go for a walk basically in cold water for your veins and everything. And then we've got showers everywhere. So you actually get the chance to shower everywhere, cold, warm, hot, whatever you like. Basically, we want people to feel this gentle cooling down because that's the healthiest way to do the sauna. I really loved being able to just throw my robe on and walk into this restaurant. We had some fantastic food. I had a fantastic salad, and it was it was quick. It was easy. You wear a little sort of like a little wristband that they used to bill you. I just found the whole thing number one really delicious, but number two really easy in terms of fitting it in with the whole experience. Well, I just love our cook, which is a very special thing I think because I've got some experience in working in hospitality and hotels and marketing and stuff, and uh, sometimes. She 
chefs are very special in a way, not very easy to handle because they have a very, very remarkable personality, let's call it that way. But I love our chef, he's a great chef, he's a great guy with great ideas and with a lot of creativity because he tries to mix European food, which we know our guests want to have, kind of, with uh, some Asian flavors and seasoning and fresh vegetables. Everything, by the way, is regional here. We get it from the farmer next door, from the milk and the eggs, then vegetables from another farmer that's not far away, because that's where we think um, uh, sustainability is very important to us as well. So whatever we can get on a regional basis, we try to get through that. Not too exotic, but still something where you could think, hmm, I never tasted that. Hmm, that's very interesting. I actually would like to know what exactly is in there. Then you're surprised that all of a sudden you like coriander. That's what happened to me. I used to not like coriander at all. Now I'm eating coriander with a passion because I, it just needed to be different for a change. And um, the offer, that the menu that we have in the kitchen, is it's from um, sweet potato fries that everyone can eat. Basically, it's very simple. To a special Vabali burger, which has a very special mayonnaise that he's very proud of, which is very delicious. And it goes up to um, lamb curry that is more Asian and then to vegetables that are very fresh. The salad is always has a twist of Indonesia in it. So we try to remind people where they are or where they are not. That's why you wouldn't get a curry wurst or something like that in our restaurant. We just try to challenge people's fantasy and to actually meet them and take them with us in this world that we think is the perfect place to just be. That is what the kitchen actually complements, I think. Tell us a little bit about some prices. People can come here and get different packages as far as how long they want to stay. Mm-hmm. You can come here and you can start with two hours. Then, uh, not, not enough, I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, uh, the ladies at the reception actually welcome you, saying you don't need to decide now. You can start with two hours, that's the minimum. Um, that's for people that just um, come here in the evening and just want to have a quick sauna thing and dip in the pool, and that's about it. But whenever you come here, you're not, you don't have to decide when you go in. But the two hours would start at 19.50. Four hours are at 28.50, and a whole day, which means from 9 a.m. until 12 p.m., would be 36.50. In the U.S., that's 12 a.m., so it's like a, what is that, 15, 18, 15, 15 hours. That's a, that's a long time. That's <laughs> We're actually going to put information about the valley on our website and our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at travelbrigade.com. You can also check out some. Instagrams and posts that we have on our website at Travel Brigade as well as Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned, you're listening to Travel Brigade. We will be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here in Dusseldorf, and we would love to be doing a whole day of segments at Babali. That would have been <laughs> that would have been really fun. Again, so much fun here in Babali. It's such a relaxing and great experience, a way to sort of end our beautiful time here in Dusseldorf. Again, packages and the Dusseldorf card can be found at dusseldorf-tourism.de. 
PPE. And there's a lots of things about their festivals that are done year-round, some of the events that they're holding this year. They're holding some quite large events, including the Tour de France this year. Lots of other festivals and activities that they have, as well as hotel packages, the Dusseldorf card, and other packages and passes that you can get straight from them, of course, and a lot of information as well. One thing I really like about here is the mix of the old and the new. You can go into the old city and find, you know, churches dating back hundreds of years. But at the same time, you see things like the Rhine Tower on the skyline that was built in the late 20th century. A lot of sort of new areas, new redeveloping areas that you can find here. So I really like the mix of old and new. And one place we're going to see that is coming up in our art interview with Nicholas Stiller. I was going to say this, one of the things that sort of surprised me by this area is just how much incredible art and how much an art history they have here. I mean, from the art schools to the influence in other countries, including America, where the art sort of connects with people and and the sort of very nouveau art as well, modern art. So it's very kind of interesting to to learn about how it all sort of ties together and just for the different eras of art that are here. And not only that, but just the immense amount of it that's here in this city. Yeah, we're going to go everywhere from the Middle Ages to the K-21, which literally means art in the 21st century. And so stay tuned. You're going to hear that interview next. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in the city of Dusseldorf, right off the Rhine. Enjoying this beautiful city and right now focusing on the amazing art that they have here in the city. We've just managed to, to hit several museums, not to mention there's so many galleries and other things that are here, and we're excited to share that with you today. We are really lucky we've been able to tour around with uh, art historian Nicholas Stiller, and I'm attempting to say Stiller because we are in Germany, not like Ben Stiller back in the States. Nicholas, for a city of this size, it's got an amazing art history, arts community. What is it about this city that has made it so in love with the arts? Well, actually, it has um, historic reasons because um, the um, artistic culture in Düsseldorf traces back to the Baroque era when the Elector Palatine uh, Johann Wilhelm founded the art collection of the, municip- the municipal art collection, and um, this tradition went on until today. So um, you have the um, art academy that was founded in the late 18th century, and um, this was more or less um, the reason why um, art uh, has played such an important role in Düsseldorf until now. And from then on you had um, different artistic epochs like, uh, for example, the Düsseldorf uh, School of Art in the 19th century and uh, in the 20th century you had uh, movements like the so-called Zero Group, but you also had uh, important international artists like Joseph Beuys 
Josef Beuys, important artists like Gerhard Richter, who were teachers at the Art Academy. And um, nowadays you have, for example, um, Düsseldorf School of Photographs, um, who have been uh, taught by the Bechers, by the Becher couple. And you have um, photographs like Andreas Gurski or Thomas Truth or Thomas Ruff. It's, it's founded in a certain tradition which has uh, historic reasons. And nowadays, um, the people in Düsseldorf um, have a close relation to art. I, for, for, for myself, I say um, that there are two things that you can do really well in Düsseldorf. One is going to good restaurants and the other is to look at art. So I hope that you uh, also have been into a nice restaurant yet or maybe you still have the uh, chance to do it. Um, but um, anyway, the other programmatic point, we have, we, have already, we have already done it today. So for people that are visiting here, what are the top institutions of art that they will want to visit and put on their list of places to go when they're here? On the one hand, you have dozens of internationally renowned galleries, art galleries. This is why I make uh, conducted tours through galleries of Düsseldorf. So if you want to make a conducted tour in galleries in Düsseldorf, you can contact, contact me under uh, our website. Um, on the other hand, you have uh, several really great museums that we have seen today. So you have the Museum, uh, Museum Kunstpalast, uh, which means Palace of Fine Art, which contains um, the uh, different art collection, like the um, art collection of graphics. You have a graphic collection but you also have a modern art collection and the historic um, collection of the painting gallery from the Elector Palatine um, Johann Wilhelm that I have already mentioned. So this is a more, more uh, historically founded collection. And you have two museums of modern art. On one hand, you have the K20. So K is an abbreviation for Kunst, which means art in German. So K20 is the art, uh, the museum which contains the part of the collection of the federal land of North Rhine-Westphalia, which dates from the 20th century. And you have the K21, which contains the art from the 21st century. So it's really contemporary, really progressive stuff. You also have uh, interesting pieces of art regarding new media and very, very modernistic positions all in all. You also have the uh, NRW, so-called NRW Forum, NRW Forum, uh, which is an exhibition hall um, with um, constantly changing exhibitions. And you have, last but not least, the Kunsthalle. So these are just the art museums, but you also have other museums. For example, if you want to see one of the finest Baroque buildings, you can go to the um, Schloss Benrath. You also have some kind of private museum in the um, district of Flingern, which is called Filara. It's a art collector who has founded a museum of its own in uh, the district of Flingern. So these are just to mention a few. You mentioned doing tours of galleries. A lot of times people will feel fine going to a museum, but a little bit uncomfortable going to a gallery. And when you take these tours of galleries, what do you try to teach people sort of how to approach that experience? 
Firstly, I talk about the pieces of art that are shown there because, as you said, many people are used to, uh, to, to visit museums, but not everyone who likes to go into a museum uh, also dares to enter a gallery because um, you, you go there and don't, you don't have this kind of structure in a gallery with, with people who, who show you, who, talk, who explain the art, and you have the, uh, mostly the progressive and modern positions in the galleries which need to be explained but you don't have anyone who explains it so this is why I thought that it would be appropriate to propose this opportunity to people that I go to the galleries with them and explain the art that is presented there and normally the gallery owners and the people who work in the gallery are happy that um, somebody gets in because normally the most people go to the openings to the um, to the openings of the exhibition and um, later on you don't have uh, many people people who go into the gallery, so um, it's a kind of what we call a win-win situation. Um, the people um, who, who, who maybe don't really dare to go into the gallery um, alone are kind of, um, how do you say, um, they, they are, I invite them in a certain way. They are invited to go there for the gallery owners and the people who work in the gallery. It's also a positive aspect because you have people coming in and looking at the exhibition, so it's it's, it's positive for everybody. Tell us a little bit where people can contact you or make arrangements to do one of the gallery tours. You can contact me uh, on internet. I have website under www.artesarticulo.de and uh, I will also give you my contact and maybe you can also um, uh, link it on your website so the people will uh, have an easy uh, opportunity to uh, look at our, to check out our website. Yeah, we will actually put that on our hot sheet for today's show as well as information on Visit Dusseldorf. We'll have that information because they can help you plan your trip here as well. Yeah, you can find the hot sheet at TravelBrigade.com. Just click on it for today's show. Again, we'll have information on doing a tour of the galleries. We'll also have information about some of the museums we just talked about. You can link directly to the. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. And this has been a great destination here in Dusseldorf, Germany. Again, the German Tourist National Board, they also have a great website. And you can visit Germany there and then look at lots of different places to map things together. And then here in Dusseldorf, you can find things specifically out, Dusseldorf Tourism Board. There's lots of interesting things to do. And I can't believe that we did all of this stuff and literally being in the city for a day and a half. We're going to come back sometime. We're going to come back, explore more, share more. It's a great city. Yeah, again, go to our hot sheet for today's show at TravelBrigade.com. We'll have links to everything we've been talking about. And, yeah, I would, I would love to come back here and just spend another week here, two days at Babali and then five days, <laughs> five days at the rest of the town. But Babali needs to have overnights. 
that would even be better. Maybe we could just sort of hide there for the overnight and just, you know, stay. I feel like we could just a whole few days just, just doing art museums and art galleries. So a lot of different things to do here. Unfortunately, we've come to the time where we have to leave. So it's time for He Said, She Said, where we each pick our favorite thing about this destination. As always, She Said goes first. Well, it's a no-brainer for me. <laughs> First of all, I wanted to just make a couple of points before I point out my favor, which you know, it's not going to surprise anybody. But, you know, Germany is quite a big country, and I think it's sort of, for people in the U.S., sort of have that different feel from East Coast to West Coast. We definitely felt that. We spent a lot of time at the beginning of Germany. We were on the east side of Germany and then moving back to the West. It definitely has a different feel. It's on the Rhine. It's kind of like, it's a very sort of different feeling being in the West. Um, the hotels are different. Everything's sort of different, and, and it's really, really nice. It's um, a pleasure to be here in Dusseldorf. It is surprising to learn about how much art there was. I thought that the, the shopping and the alt beer and all that was really great. I cannot tell you how incredible Vobali was. It was absolutely amazing. We spent a holiday day there, which was kind of interesting because we got up in the morning and did some stuff, and then a lot of the shops were closed that day, and we thought, oh, well, the spa's open. Let's go give that a shot. And we were there, we kind of felt like, I don't know, it was like this social thing. There were so many people there on the holiday. It was almost sort of like, I guess, I don't kind of compare it to like the Sunday brunch in the U.S. In the sense that everyone just sort of get gets together, sort of a conversation. They're spending time together and relaxing and enjoying the day. Um, not only did the spa itself is amazing, but also um, the treatments were amazing. I got a body scrub and a massage. Both were really great. I thought our food there was really special. Spectacular. It was just quite, quite the experience. And you cannot experience anything like that in the U.S. It's just not the same. As a matter of fact, there's just something about German spas that are that are just so incredible. So if that's of interest to you, definitely get to Dusseldorf and try the Bali. I think the thing I really liked, and, and this is something I typically love about a city, is if it's really walkable. And what was really nice about this was it was not only walkable, but I could walk to different areas. I could be in the old town with all the historic stuff and, and the longest bar in Europe. And then I could walk over to a newer area where there's shopping or another new area along the Rhine where there's new restaurants. I could walk into the park and just experience about four different things all at once, not to mention walking here to there to get to several different art museums. So uh, I just really like the walkability of this city. Unfortunately, it's time for us to leave, but we hope you'll join us next week when we hit another new destination. In the meantime, please remember there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, please join us next time. See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.